And we are back for another episode of AlphaCast. It is good to be back. We took a week off from uh, the amazing reunion summit, and um, it was refreshing. It was uh, we were, we had Foster Gamble actually scheduled, and we decided to reschedule so that we could uh, do that show proper. So Foster will be back on January 29th. So in two weeks, we will have Foster Gamble on uh, AlphaCast. But today we are very excited to have Laura Jane Bolton on with us, who um, was featured in the Reunion Summit and actually was very instrumental in helping us on the back end of that summit. We can talk about a little bit about that today. For those who aren't familiar with what the Reunion Summit is or was, it um, you can go to reunionsummit.com. It was a labor of love by myself and my partner, Josh Del Sol. Uh, Alpha Vedic, of course, was heavily involved. Laura was heavily involved as well as a number of um, amazing souls. We had over 41 or we had 41 talks in different sessions, workshops that were shot live at Music and Sky and Joshua Tree. And we are doing Music and Sky round two, the weekend of July 2nd through the 4th. Uh, out there by Yosemite, and, and uh, it is a, a very cool location. I got a video walkthrough yesterday, and I'm very excited about it. It definitely has that festival layout with a very long, um, spacious, grassy interior with an old barn stage, and then we're building a second stage. I'm getting very excited about it. It's fully off-grid, up in the mountains, and uh, by Yosemite, so... Uh, for those who are interested in coming to congregate with uh, a very highly conscious and awake um, group of souls, definitely uh, check in with us on our Telegram, t.me forward slash Vedic to get more information, or you can go to musicandsky.com. Due to the uh, nature of this event being that we are doing a live event in 2021 uh, in the, the year of the zombie masked hordes of and Biden saying maybe we could, three of us might be able to meet up on the fourth. Um, we've we've taken the, um, the the specific precautions to make this very protected event. So you're not going to see a lot out in the open. You kind of have to go through some channels. We've kind of made it esoteric in that way. It's like we've occulted it a little. So um, you need to go through some specific channels to to um, get the full information. But if you were um, involved with Union Summit, if you have a full access pass, you will be getting, uh, I believe today, finally, the ticket invite today uh, to purchase tickets. Uh, this is a family-friendly event. Um, and we, uh, for those who went to the first Music in Sky, I know that raved out a little bit more. We went all night one night with uh, amplified music. That is not the case this go around. We are um, cutting the music off at midnight. We will have silent disco. For those who want to continue on the, the dance party, we will have some acoustic music and stuff, but it will be much more family inclined this go around. Just note that we will have a family camp set up too for those that have kids uh, who um, are, you know, want to get some, some sleep. I think it's important to have that silence at night um, so that we can sit around the campfire and commune and, and talk. And uh, those who want to go rage uh, still can do that with headphones on. And do that all night long. So, uh, and the and the actually the the headphones are cool. We'll have those working for the speakers. I think that's the plan too. So, if you want to go for a walk in the woods and you want to hear Laura's talk, because Laura is going to be there, right, Laura? Yep. Down, go ahead. <laughs> yes. So, um, and you want to hear her talk, but you maybe are in the middle of doing something else. Uh, maybe you're at camp. 
making lunch. You can put that, check out the headphones, put them on and actually have an intimate um, audio of, of the speaker while you're doing other things. Pretty cool. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, everything else is going great there. We're uh, headed right into spring. We've uh, gone into, we're outdoors now and, and working on the farm. And I know I've been super busy on my land and this is just my favorite time of the year. It's getting, staying light till before you know it, 9, 930, where you are right now, Laura, it stays light, nice and late, um, yep. which is a bonus of being in the Pacific Northwest. Mm -hmm. And um, so we are just, uh, this is my favorite time of the year. I just love it. It's not too hot yet. Um, you're getting the longer days. Uh, the rebirth of spring is upon us. Uh, somebody who uh, loves to grow food and, and be outside, um, this, is, uh, <clears throat> this is really an amazing time of rebirth and something we'll talk about today as I feel like a lot of people are coming into their rebirth and, and starting to witness themselves unfolding into their truth. And this is something, Laura, you're really good at, at talking about. And I, I really look forward to uh, diving deeper into that. If you guys are new to Alpha Vede, maybe you covered us through Reunion Summit or through other events or through Anarchapoco or all the things Dr. Lando uh, is involved with, you can find out more about us at alphavedic.com. So truth, health, and freedom advocate Laura Bolton joins AlphaCast to discuss how you can navigate our troubled world with ease and grace. Laura Bolton is a vocal advocate for truth, health, sovereignty, and freedom. Once an executive coach and change management consultant, a journey of overcoming various wellness issues led her to leave the corporate world and eventually become a holistic high-performance health coach. As her work evolved, she became increasingly focused on holistic mental and emotional well-being, and subsequent studies with the Heart Math Institute, which we love, inspired in her a desire to bring more heart to the world. By helping others reconnect with their true self, raise their vibration, access their inner power, wisdom, and guidance, and show up in the world from a more coherent, heart-centered place. Laura currently focuses her energy on guiding and supporting awake beings to feel resilient, and well in mind, body, and soul, and to navigate these challenging times with ease and grace whilst consciously creating the life and world they desire. Something we need more than ever these days, Dr. Bear Lando. Uh, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, and I agree with everything you just said. Uh, yeah, my favorite time of the year, too. We're working hard outside. We've got uh, amazing projects. Mike, you're going to be here tomorrow, right? Yes, I will be. <clears throat> I will be there tomorrow bringing some friends to look into start working on the land. We are bringing more people onto the land. We're building out um, the operation more. We do currently have a GoFundMe going right now. If you guys want to check that out, just go to alphavedic.com and you'll see information on that. That is very exciting. We're moving forward to building our education center and a bigger commercial center. And we are very busy. Orders are flying in, and that's what funds this project. We have never taken any outside investment. Um, so please help us with the GoFundMe. But yes, I will be there tomorrow for an afternoon hangout. I'm really looking forward to that and seeing all the new stuff that's happened uh, that is happening on the farm. Yeah, to this time of year, a couple of weeks makes a big difference. You're here a couple of weeks ago, but you're not going to recognize the place just from the changes we've made since then, just expansion and everything. So, Laura, so uh, so happy to have you here. You know, I've gotten to know you a little bit from afar and uh, enjoyed your talks and, and so timely. And, and I think I need to hear you too today. Fortunately, I live out in the mm -hmm. woods and 
don't have to deal with, uh, which we call the mass colds too much. Yes. But, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, but it is interesting when I go into town, even though it's a lot looser up here than down south and mm-hmm. everybody knows it's BS, but you still see a lot of people with masks. So I feel like I'm in some kind of sci-fi movie or something. Yeah. But, you know, I That's really I uh, enjoy Yeah. <laughs> I, I really enjoy your story. Maybe we could start out. You can uh, tell us a little bit about how you got to, I know you've told the story a lot, but some of our audience might enjoy if they're seeing you for the first time, how you got to uh, start doing what you're doing and, and, you know, really around finding the authentic self, uh, you know, being in the health field, uh, you know, we, back in the day used to have clinics where people would kind of come in from all over the world and they had very serious things going on. And one thing I figured out early on when I just had regular offices is that, you know, we we do good work, we help people, but then they go right back out into the meat grinder, into the relationships and their and their jobs and everything else and just start repeating the same patterns that, you know, create the whole thing in the first place. So we created a live-in mm-hmm. situation where we had live-in units. People could uh, live with, with us for two, three months at a time, you know, however long it took, they could, uh, you know, jump into, you know, pools with waterfalls and go pick fruit that was growing wild. And, you know, it's a great situation. But, you know, one thing, uh, you know, I, I, I want to share with people to find your authentic self, it does take a lot of courage because, uh, you know, what we witnessed in, in our experience working with people is when they really started getting to the bottom of things, um, very often they found they had to make some big changes, you know, maybe quit their job, maybe change their relationship, maybe do all sorts of things that are very inconvenient. And I really think that's a big thing that keeps people, you know, in their lanes these days, just all the fears of change. And, uh, and of course, I'm convinced that everything that they're throwing at us right now is deliberately to keep us from finding our authentic self because they're constantly dragging us into the past or projecting fears into the future. And of course, the only place of authenticity is in the present moment. And I think that's what we're all trying to find. So uh, uh, I want to hear from you and and just anything uh, you know you can share because I know you're the master of this topic. So thanks again <laughs> for being here. We, we, we really appreciate it. Thank you, Baron, and thank you for what you just what you just shared. Um, yeah, I mean, I I completely um, resonate with that and, and agree. Um, from from, I guess in terms of my my history and kind of how I how I got here, as 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 Mike said, I um, years ago I had many different health issues, and I started to um, realize that the the traditional medical model was not. Um, working for me and I started to um, there was something in my heart that just said this is wrong I was, I was being prescribed lots of different things by the doctors and they were telling me that that was the only way and I just intuitively knew that that was not that was not true and so I started you know researching and investigating and I discovered functional medicine and I started to go down that path and I you know I healed I had various various issues like mental, emotional, physical, a whole array of things, and and I managed to pretty much heal everything, um, you know, naturally. And then I um, and and kind of at that time, you know, th- there were many changes in my life. I actually ended up leaving my I left my corporate career. I started, you know, 
educating myself more um, and, and studying in the health field and um, became a high performance health coach. Well, I was working with a lot of, um, like I was working with sports professionals and uh, CEOs, entrepreneurs, those kinds of people. Um, and uh, but what I what I actually found as I was going through that through that process was, um, you know, specifically with 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 clients was that this this authenticity that you that you just mentioned um, was kind of at the root of most of their challenges and and their and and the the behaviors that they were displaying and and a kind of a disconnection from the true self a disconnection from who they who they truly are and and the things that they that they that they value and the things that they love to do and i think that when we're disconnected that's when we can um you know often start to get you know a range of issues and certain behaviors and habits which do not contribute to us, you know, feeling feeling our best. And so, as I kind of, I was learning as I was going through that process, and this kind of kept kept coming up, and everything seems to be more, you know, based in the emotions and the state of mind. And that's what I ended up focusing more on. And then studied with the HeartMath Institute and learning all about the heart and connecting the power of the heart. Um, but but I myself, you know, to your question about, you know, authenticity and stepping into truth, I've been on a, a huge journey um, with this myself. Um, I agree with you. It's it, it is the I think it's one of the biggest challenges that we have at the moment is people um, not living their truth, not speaking their truth um, and not not being fully authentic. And as you said, yes, I agree the agenda and all the things that are being done i believe are to disconnect us from ourselves and from other humans and also to um to to generally dehumanize us and just make us you know fully disconnected and in fact i'd go further today disconnected the the the, the way that the, the the world is and some of these systems uh, the way they run is is it's trying to disconnect us from everything from natural food um from you know from human connection from um you know natural environment you know with all the emfs and 5g and all the like all these different things there's so many different things that are actually disconnecting us from i guess what it is to be human and our natural human design and um and that's why we have all of these challenges that that we have um, not just for ourselves from a health and well-being perspective but also the wider perspective the effect it has on our friends and family the effect it has on the world and this is as, as mike i think mentioned this is so important at this current time because we're seeing um many people not speaking up not living their truth not being authentic and I know myself how damaging that can be um, because I've been through that that journey of really finding my voice and really stepping into that power. So it's really meaningful to me. And um, but it also shows that it can be it can be done because um, I've been through quite a transformation. So it can be done. Yeah. And, um, um, so, Laura, I'm so happy to hear that you're involved with heart math as well. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, just a technology and um, you know we hear a lot about people reconnecting with their heart and it's kind of a new agey concept but in reality our heart really is uh, the most advanced brain that we have it is capable of a whole higher level of logic that the yeah. mental plane 
is not capable of. And yeah. so, um, how, how do we access that? Do you, uh, you know, with heart math, obviously you, you work through the heart as a portal to help people. Mm -hmm. So, uh, can you maybe go off on that a little bit? Sure. I mean, I think, I, I think with, you know, with connecting to reconnecting to ourselves, reconnecting to the heart and using, you know, heart math techniques are really, really helpful. You know, for me, it's a, it's a tool, it's a way. I think that the, the entire process of reconnecting to who we truly are and finding our power and finding our voice and, and connecting with our truth is, is a journey and it takes more than you know than just that but yeah heart math itself you know i i you know for the summit i did a um heart math uh, sorry not heart math but a heart um connecting meditation guided meditation um which actually if people want to join my mailing list they'll get um they can get sent sent that as well from from here um which which is kind of using some you know using some of those te techniques and the thing is when we're when we Often when we're in our heads, we're, we're in our minds, we're in our stories, maybe we're in fear. We're seeing this a lot at the moment in the world, it's like people in fear, um, not necessarily even in, in people who are not necessarily aware and, and are fearful of, of, a, of a virus, um, but people who are fearful of what's happening and what could happen in the future. Like, I think most of most people are in a state of anxiety and fear in some kind of way. Um, and what that does is it it completely takes us out of our heart. It can make us behave really irrationally. It can create a lot of pain for us. And so being able to to focus on the heart and sort of bring our, you know, bring our awareness, you know, into our heart um, is incredibly helpful for um, particularly for anxiety and stress, getting us out of a fear state, calming us and helping us to, to really kind of feel what's true. And we can, as you said, you know, we, the heart is so powerful. It's, you know, there are more messages that go from the heart to the brain than the other way around, um, which surprises many people because most people think of the heart as just this organ that just pumps blood. And um, and as you said, you know, that the, this often when I mentioned, you know, connecting to your heart, people go, oh, that's just new age weirdness or it's woo or and, and that's what's good about the Heart Math Institute. Actually, for over 25 years, they've been scientifically they've been studying this. Um, and there's actually an amazing film documentary film that I really recommend called The Power of the Heart. Um, I don't know if either of you guys have seen it, but it, it it's it's got the people from the HeartMath Institute in it, and they're you know and they're sharing about um, the power of the heart, and then there's other stories and things about people connecting. So you know by by doing that, um, it's it is super powerful, and, and not only does it can it calm us and and center us and ground us, but you know it can all we can also access our wisdom. So we often talk about like, what does your heart tell you? You know, and we always sort of, and when we talk about feelings, we always, we always say like, feel it. We don't say I feel like it's always like, it's always kind of in here. Um, and so I think it's just, you know, being able to access what feels true for you, because usually we'll do what we think we should do or what others are telling us to do. Um, and we have that weird feeling that something doesn't feel right. And I'm sure most of us have been through that experience where it just no, we just know in our heart that something isn't right. Um, and being able to trust that 
And I think that, um, you know, again, in, in the current time, I think most people are not really connected to their heart. And I, and I often ask people, you know, especially when people are like totally bought into this agenda, I say, what does your heart tell you? Does your heart, does your heart tell you this is, this is right? And then they'll go back into their head and say, oh, yes, but this expert said, or yes. And, and I'm like, no, 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 what does your heart tell you? And many people don't know, they can't, they're disconnected. So they can't access it. And so being able to do practices which actually, you know, bring us back and connect us and connect us into our bodies and how we feel and learning to trust that, I think is absolutely imperative at this at this current time. And also for those of us who are dealing with, I think being awake is really hard. Like sometimes I do wish that I, I have these moments where I think, oh, maybe it's better to just be completely asleep and oblivious to, you know, what's what's happening. Um, but I think, you know, I, I get messages constantly from from people, um, you know, saying that they're um, they're stressed and they're struggling to cope with the madness of of this crazy world and what's happening at the moment. And so even then, you know, having practices where we can, you know, connect to our heart and really going on that journey to um, to really get to know ourselves and connect to, to ourselves and live live our truth from that place, I think is is important for all of us. Yeah, brilliant. And, you know, I think it's important to start understanding how we've all been seduced into this materialistic perspective. Uh, you know, for instance, the heart is does not pump blood. In fact, if the left ventricle mustered up enough pressure to make one pump uh, capable of pushing all the blood through to the terminal capillaries, it would explode in one attempt. It's actually an energy vortex. The other thing I think it's important for us to start understanding is that the, um, you know, what we think of as the brain, the brain doesn't think. The brain is just a processing center receiving electrical uh, signals from the mental plane, which is pure consciousness. And the heart, of course, the same thing. We're not talking about the physical organ, the heart. We're actually talking about the astral or the emotional plane. And in reality, you know, we're here to make those work in unison as one so that it's a perfect, you know, uh, balanced polarity of, uh, you know, mental and emotional, but we now equate thinking with the brain and where's the thought coming from and, you know, all our great, uh, you know, doctors out there, you mm -hmm. know, doing your experiments and the same thing, with, you know, with the heart saying, well, why do we feel what we feel here? Well, it's, it's coming from a different place. And when we start thinking as far as where that comes from, and it's not from this, uh, you know, this spacesuit here, but actually from pure consciousness, which is actually what we are, then of course, that's when we uh, realize we have all the, the power in the world when we start operating from consciousness rather than thinking that we're doing anything here in the simulation in the first place. So, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and we and when we're in our when we're in our heart and we're specifically when we're when we're in our heart and we are in a um you know sort of higher frequency so we're in the state of like love and gratitude because this is part of the process when we're in that state that the the um the field that we emit the energy that we emit is different it it affects the pe it, it affects the people around us and I actually believe you know call me kind of <laughs> crazy conspiracy theorist but I I believe that that's part of the reason why we're told to distance and, oh, yeah. and people they don't want to because hugs and be, having closeness especially when you're in that in that state of love and you're in your heart 
is so powerful and it affects how other people feel and it affects our body it affects our physical body and and everything it's just so so powerful and this is why um you know working on ourselves and doing the inner work and keep trying to keep our vibration high without spiritual bypassing but you know like trying to keep high vibration and in our hearts is actually changing the energy that we that, that we're putting out and the things that we're attracting you know into into our lives as well i would say yeah. i would say that's everything right now that there is a and it's been, this has been going on since the days of jesus or you know yeshua and before that there's been this i think infinite battle of of those who desire to manipulate and control for themselves and those who live by natural law and understand that we are all part of the same source, we're all the same field, that we generate this together and that when we come together, we are, um, are, are very powerful. And um, you know, that the heart stuff is, I love it. I've been going deeper and deeper into the heart math stuff. Uh, I haven't touched, I know that documentary too. It's fantastic because the Heart Math mm -hmm. Institute actually it allows those people who are more mind focused, more mental plane to start to understand these concepts because they approach it in that more empirical way, right? And they show through scientific processes how the heart actually works. It's electrical in nature, how it, how it actually, it has so much more going on, as Bear said, than just this um, fake idea of a pump, which Tom Cowan's book is great in, in exploring this and showing how the heart is not a pump. And it's much more than that. But um, interesting that writers like L. Frank Baum knew this and wrote it into children's books with the Tin Man, right, who just wanted a heart. And and we look at now with the transhumanistic movement and everyone and this push towards us merging with robotics, with what's going on with the current jab messing with our software and we're literally it's like he was saying you know it's crazy i know he was deep into esoteric stuff but like that is what we're up against right now is like we are essentially um <clears throat> trying to stop the, the tin man from becoming a reality but um <clears throat> yeah the heart stuff is really fascinating and you know laura you talked about doing the meditation work and stuff like that and um you know, for for you personally, what are what is like one of the top ways for us to, you know, while we get caught up in the mod modernity of you know the modern world of all the 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 chaos to go back to heart? I know this is something we did a lot in Reunion Summit with meditation, breath work, all these these kind of going to stillness. Um, for you, um, could you give us a little insight? Do you have like a daily routine, or how do you um, kind of tap into the power of the heart? Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, for me, um, having a daily practice is is really imperative, and I, I recommend it for for everybody. Um, so I do certain things as a daily practice, but also I can do I'll do certain things in in the moment. So um, so I will do in the morning meditation and breath work. I find that's just su such a powerful combination, and I'll and I do uh, um, often do. Um, if I want to really, you know, get into my heart, there's a there's a technique called heart focused breathing, and so and and this is part of the meditation, the guided meditation that I've done. Um, but it's really, you know, you you get you know really comfortable, and you just focus your you can put your um, fingers on your on your heart, just so that just applying a light pressure, and then you close your eyes and you and you breathe kind of 
slowly are generally in for the counter four and out for the counter four is a nice kind of gentle flow and, and breathing in fully but not forcefully um and just focusing with the eyes closed focusing on the as if the air is coming in like in and out of, of the heart so you're really focused on the heart you know and you're not you're not trying to just get rid of thoughts you're actually just focusing your attention on the heart um and this is what you know when you're doing heart math and um you you know you're using um the 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 tool um you can actually see on screen your um you know your heart brain coherence kind of changing but but that aside if you're if you're breathing in that way and you're focusing on the heart your nervous system will immediately calm down and you'll be in you know parasympathetic um more parasympathetic dominance um, and then the, the next step is to then create um, an elevated um, emotion. So Joe, Dr. Joe Dispenza, who I love, um, he, you know, does this a lot. He does this in his meditations. It's kind of the same technique um, is we, we imagine something that we're really grateful for or, an, or just something that creates a really loving, positive feeling for us. And then that can really, you know, again, help us to like, you know, feel really good and be in our hearts and it, it changes the energy that we're that we're putting out and so I'll do like that in the morning I sometimes do other types of breath work as well so I quite like the Wim Hof method um, mm-hmm. um you we're know big, and, we're big fans yes yeah um so so that's that's great and I've you know I've done I've done the kind of whole ice thing as well um but it's yeah I find that a bit more challenging <laughs> <laughs> the cold because I love being warm um but certainly <laughs> but certainly the um you know the the breath work and they're they're really important for me but but also as I go through I think as you as you do more of those daily practices it becomes it becomes more natural to to bet to drop into that state um and that's why I think it's very important to you know to to do those things regularly um but I I often have times where I feel like I'm out of my heart, like, and I notice it. And I think this is one of the key things. It's, it's, as you, as you develop in your kind of spiritual journey, you, you really start to become very aware and it's important to be aware of your body and how you feel and not kind of push those feelings aside and distract yourself or numb yourself. And so I regularly have, despite all the work I do and all the things I've done, I regularly have times where I feel some anxiety rising or I start to panic and I get in my head especially when I see what's happening in the world um you know I only have to go on telegram for five minutes and <laughs> I see something that's happening and I'm like oh my goodness it's it's a nightmare but but I notice that I'm doing it and then I will I can often just I will just sit for a moment and just and just breathe and center and, and or meditate and, and just go you know go into my into my heart um, and go into that state of presence because when we're you know, we're, we're just constantly thinking and we're creating this imagery and these stories and then this worry about what may or may not happen. We're just creating all of that in our minds. And so if we come back to the heart and to presence, there's a, for me personally, there's a peace and a stillness in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I feel better. I will say for, for some people who aren't used to doing meditations and, and, and sitting in that way and, and feeling and all of those things it can be um it can be really tough at first and so i always recommend people kind of just go slow and particularly they start with like guided meditations because um if we aren't used to connecting and to um and to really sitting with our 
with our feelings, then it can be really overwhelming, especially if we've got a lot of stress and we've had a lot of trauma in the past that we've not been dealing with. Uh, you know, many people just will distract themselves, will numb themselves from, from experiencing the feelings. And so for, for many people, when they first start to, to meditate or do any of these meditative type practices, they find it um, really emotionally, they find it really unpleasant and quite distressing and they can't, they don't want to feel the feelings. Um, and so I think it's, you know, just important to recognize that for people that aren't used to, to doing it. I've found with clients in the past, you know, I've, I've asked them, you know, there's been clients I've, I've said, you know, how, how often do you spend just being? And they've said, what do you mean? <laughs> you know, and it's just this alien concept of just sitting and being and, and kind of feeling and, and going into the heart and not do it because we're just doing, 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 thinking and doing, thinking and doing all the time um so yeah i think um well, yeah for everybody that's they, beneficial i mean they've they've got us from the very beginning now um i always see it with my kids and it's a constant battle it's like you went even when as a kid in the 80s like i spent a lot of time by myself just out in the backyard playing yeah, there, weren't there weren't devices there wasn't i mean sure we had a nintendo entertainment system that was like a huge thing for me to get mm -hmm. but that required you to go inside on your tv and the parents my mom was like get outside you know mm -hmm. and i know bear you were fortunate enough to like really be in that realm where you were with your thoughts a lot and it was something now that kids go that's boring like what are, you know they need stimulus they need stimulation and they, and it's addicting right it's like this weird thing that they put it's almost like you're entrapping yourself and so now we in the in modern times we have to make the intention to go into our into those in those situations that's why i love gardening and i'm trying to garden without a podcast on right now and stuff because i do that a lot but i'm trying to just mm -hmm. garden with nothing and like and just be with my thoughts because that's where the magic happens. That's where the gnosis is, right? That's where the wisdom is. That's Absolutely. where the true true knowledge is. And I'd love for Bear, speak a little bit from your experience there growing up, you know, I, I won't say what decade, but I mean, you must see the massive difference now between kids nowadays that are big. I mean, essentially most adults in their 20s, 30s are kids still, from what I see. The, we, we don't have grownups anymore. We have children acting as grownups because they have been distracted their entire life. And <clears throat> Laura, that's why I love the work you do because you are able to reach these people through a, a platform like Instagram where people are just you know, swiping through, looking at memes and whatever they're into. And then you ha have this like grounding force with the presence you have and the way you speak. And you know, I, I just feel at calm by just listening to you. <laughs> And I think you're really helping a lot of people realize, whoa, put the device away, slow it down, learn how to breathe. Most people don't know how to breathe. Um, most people are shallow breathers and they're not in touch at all. And just something as simple as breathing correctly can, can open up the world. Um, but yeah, Bear, I mean, you must just be like, what is going on nowadays? Because kids just, I, it just, it really like, crushes my soul to see what well, right now like kids running around in masks on of course at school outside or playing soccer with masks on like i just saw on our vacation um but but then with the the constant just bombardment of distraction and those are going to become adults that are distracted and have no idea who they are yeah i i do think that those of us that grew up in the paleolithic age have an advantage because <laughs> 
we were very free range and I, I grew up very rural as well. So, you know, we didn't have the same kinds of thoughts going through our head. You know, we didn't even have a television. And um, so, you know, your thoughts were more about your imagination and you're constantly communing with nature and just figuring out the next thing you want to do. And it was always tuning into a tree. You were going to build a fort in or building a grass sled or, or, you know, it, it was just a totally different state of being. And, you know, like a lot of people, I got into meditation a long time ago and had the same struggles. And then, uh, you know, kind of, I, I think what turned my whole thing around was uh, martial arts. I jumped in with both feet and, um, you know, the, it was old school, more internal based. And, you know, we learned how to use our mind properly. So rather than sitting there, like I used to do with beginning meditation, like back in the 60s, you know, it, you know, where you're struggling, you know, trying not to think, you know, no, you just give your mind something to do. So in martial arts, we learn how to just, okay, focus on this point, that point, that point, you know, and it all had a practical application. And so with the heart, um, the, the wonderful thing about it, it it's, uh, it's an octave. And when you focus the men with the mental plane and bring your attention there, then it, it literally transmutes all the other things below it. And so you don't even have to, you know, struggle with anything. You just give your mind something to do. You say, think here. And, you know, with practice, I can be at the grocery store or whatever and have a, you know, uh, an encounter of any type and, and just automatically my attention goes there because I've done it enough years. And then, you know, the thing that, you know, I was just aggro about two seconds ago, it's just gone and I didn't even have to try to do anything. So it's really a, a visceral thing. It's not mystical at all. And, you know, we are entering into the age of transmutation and the heart is the organ that transmutes energy in our physical being. So I think we just have to get to know how to use our own equipment. And it's not that big of a thing. You know, if, if you tell somebody, okay, just focus your energy on your hand and, you know, they sit there and they stare at, you know, what happens pretty soon it starts feeling kind of more full and you start having different sensations in your hand. Well, it's the same thing, you know, to do the same thing with the heart. But the thing is, is you bring the energy here and just amazing things happen and you don't have to you know, go into mental gymnastics about uh, what you're going to say to so-and-so or, or, you know, solve any problem you had. So it, it's pretty easy stuff. And um, it's things that we should be learning from day one. Pretty tough these days with kids that are watching God knows what on the internet. Uh, yeah, that's why I send my, that's why I moved to where we moved. And my, I'm like, my kids are outside right now. They're digging a well. They came, they came up with these ideas themselves. We're going to dig a well, dad. I'm like, well, don't fall in and die, but okay, dig a <laughs> hole. And then they, they're building forts and they're, they're working outside. And my, my kid who's seven, he's still deep in the theta imagination zone, you know, like the way his mind's working and everything. So I just will watch him outside from my office sometimes. And he's just like in a whole other world in the front yard. And it's so magical. Right. And to strip that from kids by putting a mask on them and enforcing them into the herd mentality so young now. Um, 
and and things like TikTok and stuff where they're just wrapped up in these like swiping, looking at content, 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 15 seconds of content. Uh, to me, it's um, it, you can see what where the what the agenda is. Right. And how um, frightening that world could be where we have. I mean, we've already seen it. We've seen it in this generation right now in their 20s and 30s. Um, how lost many of them are. Many of them are awake too, um, but um, many of them are very lost and confused and scared. And Laura, um, you are doing great work by <clears throat> reaching these people on a platform like Instagram where they're on and getting them to understand that they are truly powerful. Because I think in the end, that's where a lot of humanity is missing the point is we that this materialism that bear mentioned earlier and this like very mechanistic notion of reality and the way that this sort of modern framework of scientism and this neoliberal concepts and this relates into the economy and everything that we're all inherently selfish we're inherently um apes that have uh through the miracle of just randomness and cause and effect have become accidental consciousness right um that's pretty depressing and like a great majority of of those in the West, especially believe that and understand that to be the reality. And immediately that gets that spell gets broken when you have a transcendental experience doing meditation. When things start to happen that you as as Bear is saying, going into this age of transmutation, that's great. But even beneath, even like simpler than that. You'll start to realize as you're more tapped into the field, like your life, just magic starts happening. Things just start happening where life gets cool. And like you would think, wow, that what a coincidence. Well, there are no coincidences, right? Like, wow, I can't believe I just bumped into that old friend. Like we were just in Ben snowboarding and we I bumped into like two or three old friends, like randomly from all different places and and it happened to be one was a, a DJ friend who now wants to come out and play at Music and Sky. And uh, who was like, oh, we've been, we're ready. We're, you know, we're, God, thank God you're doing an event. Like, is that random? Like, yes, that's what most people would say. That was just random, but maybe that was meant to happen for a reason. And that's the magic of this realm. And the more tapped in you are, the more that happens to you. And the, and the cooler the experience is. And that is what I try to instill in my kids every day. And you get that by going outside and living in your imagination, not by you know, playing video games and stuff's cool. Like I, I, I enjoy it, but everything in spades. And obviously that's the realm that they're forcing people into is this simu digital simulacrum where we are living in a digital, literally a digital environment. So, um, Laura, yeah. what, you know, what, what's your journey looking like now? I know you've moved a bit, right? You're obviously originally from London, correct? And originally from from London yes and um and I just want to say like listening to you guys sharing about your childhoods um just <laughs> reminds me of mine and 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 it's it, it just really brings it home to me how different life is now I cannot imagine being a child in this or a teenager in this current time it's just so like it's just so different and when I was a child you know I was the same I had such an imagination and I'm an earth child so I used to love just being on the grass in the garden climbing a tree making things with my hands gardening it didn't matter what it was I was always doing like something that just felt good to me and um it was very very rare that I was 
on a screen you know this only screen we had was a tv right so there's not yeah. even any you know as a teenager i didn't even have a mobile phone like imagine yeah, um, right. and, and so it just kind of reminds me you know and it's so important as you were saying mike you know the the um to, to be able to to be in the imagination and to, to and to just discover and to spend time with yourself you know i used to spend a lot of time with myself very happily you know um and and doing things that 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 we enjoy and and on that point actually you mentioned about doing gardening and other activities this is another way that people can um can kind of access presence and come more into their heart is by doing something they don't have to just be mm -hmm. doing meditation i mean I, I really advise meditation and 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 breath work i think it's amazing for everybody um but just doing things that you know for me i love painting you know and drawing mm. and um, just making things i love cooking and just yes. doing creative things and when i'm doing those things i'm in a flow state i'm not think i'm not thinking about what happened yesterday and what might happen and the state the dreadful state of the world i'm just really in flow and i'm present and i'm just enjoying myself and i think that you know particularly with the way things are as you said everything about society everything is everything is designed to disconnect us i mean where there's no attention span anymore people don't want to sit in silence like they find it painful they're always looking for a distraction um you know we the attention span of people is like nothing um and so you know we we're having to as you said we're kind of having to fight against that almost or i don't like the term actually fighting against something kind of like fighting for um you know getting back to our, our just our natural way of being and and avoiding these distractions but it's really hard i mean it's it's a constant <laughs> challenge to do it you know i know like i'm online i'm on instagram i'm on telegram um where i obviously don't get censored get censored a bit more on on instagram but um but yeah it's really difficult to uh, and this is a challenge for many people when there's so many distractions and so much drama as well happening in the world i think you know that's that's really difficult for us but um but sorry going back to your question about my, where i grew up yeah i grew up in london um as you might be able to, everyone might be able to tell from my accent um and but for the last few years i've lived um abroad mostly um so i lived in um Cape Town, South Africa. Oh wow! I lived in uh, southern Spain, and um, in Bali, Indonesia, uh, the US for a little bit um, in LA, and then um, Mexico. So and now the US again. So uh, yeah, I've moved around quite a lot, but I'm definitely a yeah London girl through and through, really. <laughs> I mean, do you do you see yourself ever going back there with the condition of this I mean, cities in general? But London um, is pretty crazy these days. London's wild. I mean, I, I I know people in London. I have I have friends there, and I have people who reach out to me on social media as well who are, who are there. And London seems to be pretty bad, as you know, in terms of because there's lots of different. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's places in the world. I have to say, Tulum in Tulum, Mexico apart from a little bit of mask wearing, you wouldn't even know anything was happening. Everyone's having full moon parties on the beach and doing yoga and, and just, it, it's just normal. There's, there's not mm. really much that's different. And then you have other places where it's, you know, pretty extreme. And I think London is, is pretty extreme. And it, it really saddens me to see what's happened to um, the UK and what's happened to, to London. Um, and, and I think, you know, there's, you know, obviously many people are feeling that they're feeling, uh, they go through a grieving process really because London particularly you know is I mean 
it, it's crazy you know it's it's a busy 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 place and um there's a lot of intense energy there but it's such an amazing place for museums and galleries and restaurants and the, the theater i used to love going to the theater concerts in music concerts it's so rich and that so much of that has just been destroyed and there's so you know there's the strict rules and you know there, there there's a lot of you know really kind of crappy stuff happening and so that for me is is really sad and and also you know I, my family are still in London um but with the way things are I don't currently want to be there and so actually that's something for me personally that I'm kind of grappling with a little bit is wow I might actually depending on what happens especially with like vax passports and things like that um I, I'm having to come to terms at the moment with the fact that I might never see my family again. Like I met my my parents are pretty like elderly, and I may never see like never see them again. It's 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 just insane to think that that could be the case. Um, but that is a possibility because um, there's no way I'm getting a vax to travel. Um, so so yeah, and I think many people are having to to deal with this. You know these mm -hmm. these kinds of challenges um and and navigate those challenges but yeah i don't i don't see me unless you know there's huge change and we're allowed to you know travel freely without all these restrictions and and um, possibilities of being stuck you know in 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 a place i don't really see myself um going back there um which is is kind of that kind of weighs heavy on me a little bit um but at the same time i do believe that um everything is kind of happening for a reason and 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 I have to um I allow myself to feel the feelings but I I accept and surrender to what will be mm -hmm. and and that's a balance that you know a kind of combination of things that um it's taken me a while to to get to that point where I can do that um and I've had to do that a lot over the last year is is kind of have um you know allow myself to feel what I feel but not dwell on it and not try to not attach my happiness to what I want to happen you know because then we're endlessly disappointed and stressed because we want to control the outcome and control what happens and we can't have what we want and then the ego you know gets really upset and um, I've done a lot of work around that and continue to to do that and I think that's actually one of the things that is is going to be helpful for people is to really learn how to how to do that um and just accept the things that we can't change or, or accept what that things may not work out as we want them to and to know that we will actually we can be okay um mm -hmm. we can we don't have to attach our okayness to things being a certain way because i think that's where a lot of the distress and stress comes from yeah, yeah um, i was just gonna say real quick bear do you think brian rose i don't know if you follow politics at all but he's like I don't know what's going on with the mayoral race for London. Isn't that like coming to a head right now? Or, um, but he's like, you know, the London real dude, he's like going for it. And it seems like the political and bear and I are so anti-political. We see it's all part of the game. It's all part of the show. Right. Um, but it is interesting how like someone like him is kind of become a fort, like in the front runner for potentially being a mayor of London. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, so I, I think, I mean, I think, the, the fact that he you know the fact that he is so popular and that he is the front runner it's it's showing it's, that's showing us something that's showing us that people you know people are fed up and people um want someone who's 
not a politician <laughs> and not part of that system um and uh and yeah it, it it kind of speaks for itself really so yeah things like that you know i find really interesting and it's kind of like oh this could you know this could be interesting and how might things turn out but i also think gosh things anything could happen literally nothing surprises me now nothing yeah. like when the next every time i hear oh this has happened i'm like mm, yeah yeah <laughs> kind of not surprised by anything so uh yeah it's it'd be really interesting to see how how that unfolds yeah enjoy the show like right <laughs> go ahead Vera. i like to i like to sit back and just watch more the macro cycles and uh you know i when i grew up um you know i grew up in a different culture and grew up with broken english in the house and you know, it was totally different. And uh, my ancestors came here, my grandparents from countries to escape fascism. And uh, so I heard a lot of firsthand stories of what that was like. And, you know, just I, I Mike and I both are students of history. And when you uh, and we try to get real history, not this garbage we got in schools. But, you know, the cycles used to take a little bit longer to come around. And now I look just in my lifetime where I grew up with concepts of communism and fascism and we were taught uh, how, how evil it was and that sort of thing. And now it's just within my lifetime, I see that cycle coming back where people are actually embracing it. But the, the previous cycles, it took longer, you know, periods for people to kind of go in and out of these phases. And now you see everything just really kind of intensifying and the cycle speeding up. So what encourages me is that, you know, you guys are talking about Brian Rose. Well, just, you know, we're only we're not going to overstay our welcome for years or centuries on, you know, what we're experiencing now. Just, you know, in a matter of maybe even months, we're going to see the whole cycle shift again. You know, we're riding a sine wave and, you know, right now we're in the trough and uh, already, you know, I can see just from my vantage point of things kind of reaching a new apex. And then pretty soon that's going to create another whole phenomenon that will become uh, you know, permanent. And that's uh, what we're all here to do, I believe, is make the final decision right now as far as are we ready to go along for the next phase of consciousness or are we not ready? And that's okay too, but it's a personal decision. So I think that's also helpful for me when I, you know, uh, encounter the, the information we're all getting and it's just like, oh my God, this is so surrealistic. But you realize there's there's a lot more going on in meets the eye and every soul is making that important decision right now so we aren't going to be um i just don't buy it for a second that what's going on is going to take hold even for a short period of time uh people are already rising up against it and uh you know so i i remain optimistic but at the same time you know i think people really have to exercise a, just a bit of discernment so that they don't go down with the ship because the old ship's going down, no doubt about it. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just extremely interesting times and, and, and just, you know, with the, with what we were taught as children and, and now all of a sudden seeing people just have total amnesia of what was common knowledge <laughs> just a few years ago. It's incredible. It really is. Yeah. It's surreal. Uh, you know, I, people have been saying this a lot. We're in biblical times, right? It's like we are in times that have been foretold for thousands of years, or if you follow other aspects of what 
the real history is maybe 500 years ago jesus mm -hmm. was here or, you know there's all sorts of interesting stuff with that but i've been and, and i know laura you've been watching this show the, the josh del sol got me into the show the chosen and it's funny because it's a fully independently funded it's the the number one ever like uh crowdfunded tv show in the world uh and it's about the story of yahweh about jesus and it's done in a very like hbo high quality manner i, I jokingly call it game of thrones for christians but but without all you know without all the craziness in it you know it's very well done i watch it with my kids it's not you know, it's very tastefully done and it's, I like it because they don't take it from a very, tr as much of a traditional canonical perspective. They're actually doing it from, I feel like taking aspects of, of even the gospel of Thomas and other elements in a, in a cool way. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. The director might say no, but maybe I'm just reading into that way, but why it's hitting home so hard for me right now is Jesus or Yahweh, Yeshua, um, however you call him, what he was talking about in his ministry is like now. It is literally the wretched. Uh, have, it's the same kind of feeling, right? The wretched, the, the immoral world that we're in has come to a fever pitch like it was back then. Um, it is time to repent. It is time to figure out spiritually where you stand. Um, and we're in almost like the kingdom of heaven is coming, like Bear was just kind of hinting at and i think there's a lot of the parables of jesus everything he talks about is so powerful right now for where we're at and when i was in bend last week on my ski trip in a beautiful town like for those who are familiar with bend oregon it's like it's like one of the most like in the heart of recreation right you have biking trails and the mount bachelor and the river the shoot river goes right through the middle of it i mean it is just like what really a city should be in the future uh, built into the wilderness there where you can do all this stuff. But anyways, everywhere we went were the masked hordes and it was aggravating to me. We're literally outside at like a, a, a food market. That's, you know, the food truck market and there are people wearing two masks outside. And, and I, it's so that's why the, the title of this navigating a mass world wide awake, why I felt, and this is something we talked about before the show, Laura, like for me, it was like, it's as you were saying, I was getting the shallow breathing and, and I was getting the, the, the triggering, right? We're like, what are these idiots, you know, but because I've been watching this show and it's been reminding me about the ministry of, of, of Yeshua, it's like, what would Jesus do? I keep going to this right now. And I, I, and I would go to just breath breathing, breathe and have compassion and look at these people. They're acting from fear. They're acting from ignorance and it is so empowering. And it's like, instead of, coming at them with anger and that spirit of like of ego i just accepted that they were who they are and i smiled to them without my mask and i would just smile at them and i i and i i kind of came with this exuberant field of joy and love and i navigated that week without anyone giving me shit for not wearing a mask i did have a little neck gator because there are some places where you cannot go uh, in this world uh, and I don't feel like doing the whole common law natural law battle everything just to enjoy a vacation with my family so I, I had a little breathable gator I'd throw in my mouth just to get through little area like checkpoints mass checkpoints but um, you know how do we navigate this and for me I am using this I'm using Yeshua as a spiritual guidance right now for me that's working really well interested what are you doing right now to navigate this mass world 
in dealing with the aggravating um, reality that we're seeing right now with so many people going along with this agenda. Yeah, it's it's a this is this is a topic that um, I actually did a video about a little bit about this um, on Instagram, which um, got a lot of response, um, hundreds of comments and, and things, and 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 the, the consistent thing was people who are awake are really feeling it because they are, you know, they're going out and depending on where you live, it's obviously going to be worse in some areas than others, but people are experiencing this situation that you kind of just described, Mike, where, you know, we want to be free. We see what's going on. We see the agenda. We, we know our truth. And yet we see all these people complying and wearing masks. And I think one of the reasons it upsets us is um that we feel i mean i certainly feel um when i when i you know see people doing this that they are contributing it's for me it's the compliance you know like people will say oh it's all the global elite that are making us do this well actually the reason we're in this situation with all of the rules and everything is because and the rules worsening because of course they started off with just a little rule and then another one and another one and another one um, and the reason that we're in this situation is because of compliance, because mass compliance. If people just said no, then it wouldn't it wouldn't be happening. And so for me, you know, I particularly like last year, as this was all new, I started I, I was get I was getting a lot of like upset and anger and frustration around it because I could see that they were supporting an agenda. And actually, I think there's I think there's actually two kind of um, thought processes um, with people that are wearing masks. There are some people who are genuinely, genuinely fearful of um, a, a virus that's going to attack them and, and kill them. And, and they're genuinely afraid. Um, my, my dad was one of those people. Um, and so there, there's one type. And then there's another type, which is the people who aren't scared, but they're just being compliant and they want to conform and this is a huge huge issue that we that we have it's the compliance it's the wanting to please it's the being scared of breaking the rules and getting in trouble which was all comes from our childhood trauma and our you know our need for um belonging and and all of this stuff and so i think like for me when i um you know i in my video that i did i was talking about a, a recent walk that that we did um uh that was in the forest and you know people were we're walking in nature and people are like in masks i didn't see any double masks that time <laughs> i have seen them around but people were wearing masks and actually stepping away like trying to distance themselves six feet in order to pass us and you know, my my initial reaction is still I still get that little feeling, you know, in my kind of um, like in my solar plexus, like of <laughs> you know, it's that little like <laughs> that feeling um, that we get when we're we're kind of we're kind of triggered. And but 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 it I don't allow that to translate into into my behavior. So what what often happens is we when we're not aware and we're not used to being able to to kind of come back to heart and to love is we will just react from an emotional place you know we're not 
being we're not really thinking it through it's it's actually triggering stuff in us and it can trigger past traumas and things that we maybe haven't healed you know it can be different for different people um but we will often just react or just say something um without really thinking it thinking it through um or not coming from a kind of heart-centered place it's coming from more of a um a kind of trauma-based um uh, ego based place um which you know which is really na natural um but but for me it's being aware of it and so what and so what i do is a couple of things like i i go into my you know heart i'm very aware and i breathe like you might i breathing is like the best breathing is just the best like just doing some like when i kind of see them approaching like i will do some like deep breaths and i give them a really big smile and depending on what happens, sometimes I might make a little comment, like a little joke. So when we were on the walk, for example, you know, there was one one woman and she was with her, um, I'm assuming her partner. And and as she approached, she pulled her mask up and and stepped behind, was hiding behind a tree. Oh, my God. Like, literally. <laughs> and I walked past and I stopped. I stopped like maybe three feet from her. I turned and looked her straight in the eye and I gave her a big smile and I said, you know, we don't bite. And I giggled <laughs> and she, and she kind of went, <laughs> like, she kind of laughed, but really nervously. And I just think to myself, look, at the end of the day, getting annoyed with people or sending them kind of negative energy, like, or a dirty look or whatever, isn't going to um, make you feel good. And it isn't going to make, them feel good or it isn't going to make them change it's just going to make them probably angry and more frustrated and fearful because especially if they're someone who feels that they're genuinely at danger and that i'm a threat to them like and they're in fear um but also i i have compassion for, i genuinely do have com compassion for them whilst i i also recognize yes they are contributing to the continuation of these rules and and you know particularly with the children that really does make my soul hurt um when i see you know little children being fearful and masked and crying because they don't want to go near somebody i mean that is really mm, i find so that really really tough and seeing elderly who are already maybe struggling to breathe or they're not very well wearing big masks like it, it's that i do find that really hard because i i see because they're so vulnerable and innocent um so so that's still a thing for me that i have to really really work hard um at um but but yeah having compassion for them because whether they're genuinely afraid or whether they're just so compliant um that you know they they even if they know you know i don't agree with this but i'm gonna do it anyway that's you denying your truth like and that's actually really not good for the soul it's not you know it's 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 damaging to us um and so and you know not having the courage to to just you know, walk out in nature, you know, with without a mask is 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 sad. It's it's sad. And I and I and I imagine like, God, imagine being like that. Imagine feeling that that way and and recognizing that that's, you know, that's where they're at. I find that really helpful. Um, and also, I think, you know, just understanding that every soul, I believe this is just my belief that but I believe that every soul is on their own path. And it's not for us to force people to be a certain way. I think we have to live our truth and speak and do what we feel is right in from a heart-centered place. Um, 
and then just trust that that's going to impact whoever it's going to impact in whichever way it will um, and what will be will be uh, without having this need to like make people do something because that's you know again that's creating um that's creating stress for us um is this need to control no i want them to stop like even especially with family i've had a lot of messages about people struggling with their families and family members who are getting the vax or family members who can't see what's happening and they're and it's been a year and they're like i'm still trying to convince them i'm so angry that they won't sit they won't listen well you know if it's been a year then you know i don't think that, that anything is going to make a difference but it's this frustration that comes from like wanting it to be different and it's not and not being able to change it but I always ask myself is this helpful you know is it going to be helpful for me to be annoyed with somebody or to or for me to get annoyed like they're wearing a mask whether I'm annoyed or not um so I may as well be you know kind of in a heart center place and 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 you know when you smile at someone and just say morning even if they look at you scared or they give you an evil look or whatever it doesn't matter you feel better for you know that you've just put that out that positive energy and maybe that has an impact on them you never quite know because if everybody who wasn't wearing a mask is smiling and being kind of joyful and friendly it might make these people think hang on i keep seeing all these people without masks <laughs> and, they're, and they're like they're like healthy and happy and like it kind of in the subconscious like this this stuff might be i don't know it might be going in and you never know and you just have to kind of accept that it's going to be what it's going to be all we can change is our inner you know how we um kind of our, our, our inner world and how we're actually what we're putting out into the world we can't force um, other people to change I understand this because my family you know my mum's my mum's kind of awake my dad's not awake at all like we're not even speaking because I you know he thinks what I'm doing is dangerous um, and so you know it's like uh, you just have to accept okay I'm gonna be live my truth and 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 say the things I want to say but then just accept that it's it's going to be what it's what it's going to be um, and and I also just want to say that being coming from a heart-centered place and being loving isn't um, about being really passive and just allowing um, everything to just be be as it is without speaking up. So if we feel that something needs to be said, you know, if we see, if we see, you know, like someone that we know um, that's, you know, that that is perhaps masking their children, like I would say something to them, you know, in a respectful, from a loving place. But love isn't about being passive and just accepting what is and seeing all this terrible stuff happening and just saying, well, I'm just not going to say anything because I don't want to, um, I don't want anyone to be annoyed with me. Um, so it's, that's a bit of a difficult um, balance sometimes. But I do think it's important that we respectfully and lovingly um, speak our truth when it feels right for us to to do so um so yeah that's kind of how i'm navigating it and mm. uh it, there's it, a, there's a skill it. there there's a skill involved with doing that because as as someone who has kids and have friends that whose parents are true believers in the scamdemic and have their kids masked up that come to our house as soon as they come around it's like oh, take that thing off take that dirty f that face napkin off and i do it jokingly like in my and we call them face diapers with my kids and like make kind of just jokes about it yes. you know and kids laugh 
you know, they get it and they know they like, I think they like coming over here now. Like kids are starting to flock over here because they know we're like a, we're like a free space. (laughs) (laughs) So humor is a great way to, humor is a great way to do it. And this is, this is, this is what I mean. It's about being, you know, not, not just seeing things that we feel are, um, are damaging and just allowing them to be you know especially when it's you know sort of children or someone who's you know being abused or whatever it might be but 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 speaking that truth in a in a in a way that's got humor or is just you know like is 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 coming from a loving place you know because it's never helpful to be shouting at people or accusing people or untactfully you know we have to be um it has to come from that loving place mm-hmm. Um, and I think people can, you know, can feel that rather than it coming from a critical place. I mean, I know there's so many arguments that break out over these things and it's just, there's no yeah. point. Like it's, it's just adding to the field of energy because every single thing we do and even every single thing we think is impacting the energy is impacting us and the people around us. So yeah, it's, it's a really tricky, it's tricky to navigate. Yeah, I think it's helpful to know also that, you know, those of us that are having these kinds of conversations, we're actually here to do a much bigger job than just, you know, struggle with ourselves or our neighbors. And it goes back to that idea of transmutation again. And, um, you know, after a while, you learn the knack that if somebody annoys you or angers you in some way, well, that couldn't possibly occur unless that was already in me. So if I feel that, you know, it's much easier just to say, oh, thank you, you know, not out loud to a person, but then just go to work within yourself to, you know, take that energy as an opportunity and transmute it within yourself. But what we're really here to do is, again, bigger than ourselves. It's about we're supposed to be transmuting the energy of the entire planet. That's what we're here for. So if, on the other hand, we're just going in and, you know, getting annoyed with everybody else, then we're just another barnacle on a ship and we're not doing anybody any good, especially ourselves. And, you know, from just being in the health field for so long, I know every time I get annoyed, no matter how much I want to rationalize the, you know, my right to be annoyed in the situation, that's reverberating through every cell of my body and it's aging me, it's making me sick. And it doesn't do anybody any good. Plus, I'm failing with my major mission in life, which is to actually be part of the solution while I'm here and hopefully leave the place, you know, better off than when I got here. So, you know, like any problem we have, the problem, I think the, 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 the best technique to solving a problem is to think much larger than the problem. And uh, of course, we've all been purposely isolated in thinking that we're these little individual units and that everything centers around us. And, you know, our little world is important. And, you know, we are here on our individual mission as well, but it's much, much bigger than that. So uh, easier to get out of your own way, I think, if you just think larger. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And that's why Bear and I, you know, we talk about history a lot. It's so important to see the historical perspective here. And I believe we are in a worldwide spiritual battle right now. And but what's so unique about this is it isn't 
traditionally it was always more physical in, in its enslavement and it's uh, people didn't quite have the role that they have now. We have the opportunity to have to, to really play a massive role because of the awareness now. And this goes back to Yeshua and everything he talked about, right? How it's all coming. And now we're here. We're here. And this is ex exciting, you know? And I think we all find that role and live up to it and embrace it and still have a good time with it. And that's something at Alpha Vedic we talk about a lot. I was watching... As kind of an ode to your heritage, I was watching Chariots of Fire last night. Classic movie, 1981. Um, as a film buff myself, I had never seen it. And it took me a couple of days to get through it because I don't even have time to watch a whole movie these days. So busy. But what was, you know, that whole point of that movie was like there was the greater idea beyond the man, right? To break the records so that they could go down in history and for those who have, don't know what I'm talking about, it takes place in the 1920s after World War One with these uh, a Jewish runner and a Christian, hard like very fundamental Christian runner who are competing uh, from England and Scotland, right, um, to go to the Olympics. And it's a great movie. And um, but my point true of bringing story, this right? true story, true story. They beat the Americans, and who were like coming in all hot as the best runners in the world, and um, because they had faith. And they just saw that they could do it, and that this was the the, the Jewish guy. I'm blanking on his name. Um, terrible. I just saw it last night. I'm blanking on their names. Uh, but uh, he was in it to to make his mark, to show that he could transcend um, what people thought of him as a Jew. And um, it's a really noble pursuit, and it's what Yeshua did too, right? He he told his followers, "We're going to go to Samaria." What? There are enemies. Why would we go there? Why are you going to go openly heal for the first time our enemies? And that was his message. It's like we have a role here to play much bigger and beyond us and beyond you and beyond that. And he was really good at um, at transcending those egotistical kind of impairments that we often run up against like why am i going to help this mass person who just fell down ew they're like you know they're they're helping the problem you know they're just causing more problem no what would jesus do right he would bend down he would help that person he would hug them hug the lepers you know and so let's use those and there's so many great obviously spiritual leaders and masters that had the same message over and over and over again and so let's use that to our to our benefit and I tell you what, since I started really, and thanks to Bear, once I found out we don't get sick from viruses and, and bacteria and all that, and that the reason why I was getting sick back in the day was because of my own emotional stagnation and my own, you know, I was causing the illness myself. And I don't get sick anymore. I don't get sick. I don't even get the sniffles anymore. I mean, I, I did quit alcohol, which I think was a major part too. But so when people... I've had a couple maskers tell me like, well, you're, you know, you know, you're uh, responsible for spreading, you know, this illness. I'm like, I tell them I don't get sick. I'm not, I don't live in, I'm a healthy person. I am never sick. So tell me why. And they don't have an answer. So there is a higher thing why we're here and let's embrace it and let's have fun with it. That's how I kind of always end these things. Like let's go out and have fun with it because while we are in a spiritual world war, this is a very prime opportunity for us to to move on to the next to the next level. Yeah, I totally agree, Mike. I think you know your your point about you know having having fun as well, and you know we, we yes 
there's lots of terrible things that we can see happening and, and we can really get bogged down in that. And I know many people do, but there are also many wonderful things happening. Like and 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 also I'm I'm actually very grateful for the last year, um, which I know like some people find a bit like really. Um, but but that you know, we we are seeing the kind of dismantling of like this these old ways that weren't working anyway. You know, was was it that great before? No. I mean, now we have the pharma industry exposed. We have, you know, many many other um, things and corruptions and like just people are becoming so aware. And we've had this mass awakening. Like, of course, not everybody's not everybody's awake, and we're all at different stages it isn't about we're better than them i think that it's that's not the, the way to think about it you know we're all at different levels of of consciousness and as you guys have been saying you know raising that consciousness and kind of rising above all these other things that are happening um is is incredibly helpful for us as people for our the people that are around us but also you know for the for the collective and um and i think that you know, life is still happening and there are still great things happening. And people are, you know, I personally, you know, I've really stepped into my truth. I've stepped into my more into my into my power to be like fully authentic. I've met amazing people, you know, mostly online, but you know, there it like there's communities that are forming. You know, we've had reunion summit. There's so many things that are happening and people are um, you know, are are, are having positive experiences out of this as well and so and we live like life is still happening so let's not spend every day bogged down in the crises and the drama of everything that's happening let's also be present and live and do the things that we you know that we enjoy doing as much as we can i think it's super super important i i completely agree with that if it wasn't for the events to the last year or two, you know, you and I wouldn't be talking. We wouldn't all be here together right now. And, uh, you know, what it's really about is kindred spirits finding each other. We're circling the wagons and we're joining our collective energies to create what we want. You know, and there's a great tendency, I think, in life, the older you get to sort of romanticize the past. And, uh, you know, like Mike's talking about watching a movie and over the past uh, few nights, I watched uh, Laurel Canyon on uh, I think it was on Amazon. And, you know, it's all about the 60s. Now, that all oh, this should be fun because, uh, you know, I was in college in the 60s and everything. And, uh, you know, there's a tendency I look back and I think, oh, that was kind of a really cool time, the music and all this stuff. And meanwhile, now I'm watching this Laurel Canyon and it's like, wow, people were really messed up. You know, the last thing we want to do is go back to that. You know, everybody's just in their egos and drugged out and, and, you know, my conclusion at the end of it was like, well, I'm glad I'm a survivor of that era because not everybody is a survivor. And no wonder why a lot of us baby boomers are so messed up and out there wearing masks and forgetting about all the ideals that we thought we had back then. So that's OK. You know, that was a, a stepping stone into new things. But we're definitely traversing into uh, different realities. And it's not, again, about projecting forward or dragging the past it's about being here present and i think uh, all the world events that are being thrown at us are nothing more than an opportunity for us to really be on our a game to stay in that space so um that's what i'm trying to do with it yeah, yeah no 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 doubt and um 
You know, that's like, where's, I love that idea, Bear, because I see, I think in the truth community, oftentimes we get stuck in, in glorifying and uh, romanticizing the past and even people going as far as saying we need communities to go back to the, like the 1800s. And I mean, we did a show on agrarianism, but in that show, we right. talked about how agrarianism can meet the modern standards of where we're going as evolving consciousness and how it is an amazing standard for a, a way to have a community, but also we're not saying going back to 1820s you know especially if you believe in the whole tartaria thing because like who knows what was going on then but that being said um you know we we it's important to be moving forward right and and uh sending our consciousness to new ideals and new concepts and and being progressive in that way not progressive in the way they've inverted it which is regressive but in a way that is expansion, right? And that we're, and that's all about the field. That's all about going to our heart and working together and having these conscious communities come together. That's why we're doing music in sky. So we can come together in a physical place and start working on solutions. And we're seeing that a lot. There is a massive hunger for people to come together in community and to um, witness uh, this change together and experience it and create it. And that's why we're here. We're here to create. And um, I think that's been the, one of the most empowering things from 2020 and, and this year. I mean, I can't believe we're already a third through 2021 almost, right? But is is that, is is people realizing we are the powerful, we are the ones that are going to do it. And let's use the technology that we have at our fingertips, like the internet, like cryptocurrencies, like um, ability to communicate quicker so that we can come up with solutions. But then let's ground that in the planet. Let's ground that in our hearts. Let's do it in a way where I foresee those cities. And I talk about this a lot, Laura, because I'm the same with you. Like I lived in cities my whole life, but now I live, I had, you had to, I had to escape because they're fallen, right? They're the culture has fallen. Um, and, and so, but I, I agree. Like I want that culture. I want to go to plays and see shows. And I know bears the same way bear and Deb, they, we enjoy that. We enjoy going to an old main street and shopping and in people's stores and, and, and engaging with them in commerce. And, 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 um, when I watched the chosen, I was talking this, to my parents, uh, last night, um, life hasn't changed that much. Like we were talking about the wedding episode and there was the wedding banquet manager and everything the culturally like there, there hasn't, the only thing that's changed really is some of the technology, like houses are still kind of the same, you know, like if you buy into that, how history was. So not much has changed in 2000 years, except for the tyranny that's always here. And that's been constant that, you know, so let's it's, this is exciting. Like we can change it. We can do it. And um, so for those that feel empowered by this talk, like come out to music and sky, join us for the next reunion summit get involved in our telegram, get involved with Laura's telegram um, and start taking action in your life every day by living in your heart and by, by embracing love, embracing um, thankfulness, right. And, and appreciating. I think that's one thing too, that the Christians and the religious folk do really well. And I'm not really religious. I, I consider myself spiritual, but waking up and doing prayers in the morning is very powerful. And Nick, you were saying, you were saying, Laura, like doing, um, your meditation. I know Bear and Deb, you guys have your practice that you do um, that's unique. And um, I want to start doing that more. I do a, like a med I kind of do a meditation and do like yoga and do more physical Kundalini stuff. But I think bringing thankfulness to the morning every morning, I, I try to do that with my kids during breakfast. I ask them one thing they're thankful for for the day. And I think that's an amazing practice to do more, to be thankful. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, I agree. I think gratitude is actually having a gratitude practice and being able to come into a state of gratitude is is really, really important. And it does change how you feel. It does change your energy. You know, gratitude is one of the it's the kind of key state you know, when we're doing heart math and we're we're kind of raising, you know, thinking of, a, of, of things that we're really grateful for. It changes how we feel. It changes our energy and changes how we show up in the world. And and I think we can often, you know, humans can sometimes just focus on the negative, you know, and the bad things that are happening. And we're kind of wired that way. But um, I think that, you know, focusing on what are we grateful for? Like, even for people that feel in despair, like, what do you, what do you, what could you be grateful for from the last year, you know, of things that have happened, you know, like just in the wider world and maybe for yourself in your own life. So many people are stepping into their power. They're discovering who they are. Like, even for me, I discovered my voice. Like, I learned to trust source and to, and to kind of let it work through me and to live from my heart. Like I discovered the Heart Math Institute, so many things that have happened. And I think if we all just thought about what we're grateful for, um, and even just on a daily basis, just doing that, it's, it's so powerful and it's it's awesome. Yes. So Laura, do you work with individuals and groups of people? How do you, and I know you have a, an internet presence, but do you take on clients or or businesses, corporations, how do you work with people and how can people find you, uh, you know, with your services? Yeah, well, for the last few years, um, since I left the corporate world, um, for the last few years, I've been doing the one-on-one -on -one, um, coaching. But more recently, like particularly over the last year, I've really been evolving, evolving that. So um, I'm still, you know, if people want to contact me for, um, um, you know, one-to-one -one work um, that's still available. However, I'm also now focusing on building um, a membership uh, community, um, which is coming very soon for really, you know, for content and community. So, so for me to share regular content to help people navigate through these times, to help them raise their consciousness, to help them get into their hearts, to help them heal, all of those things that we, that we need to do. Um, you know, it's going to be that, but, and also a community element so that people can actually, you know, share and comment on things and, and, and talk to each other. Um, because I, I, I really, I really, really believe that, you know, those of us who are awake, like we, we've all come on, we've come here at this time to do this work. This is why we're here. And it is actually quite an exciting, um, exciting time, even though it's super challenging, but in order for us to, contribute and to really live our purpose you know we we have to be feeling good you know we have to be you know healthy we have to be working doing our inner work we have to be um you know working on how we show up in the world all these things that we've been talking about today um it's no good lots of people kind of being aware of what's happening and then just you know not doing that work and so that's really what i'm focused on now because i want to help people uh, you know in a in a bigger way um and to help more people so so that's that's um yeah that's coming soon and if you've signed up to my mailing list you'll receive you'll ex receive exclusive content um anyway through the mailing list but also you know you'll be notified when the you know when the community um is is up and running and the doors open so yeah 
Wonderful. And we'll put that all the lists uh, and links uh, down in the description of the uh, podcast and on YouTube and everywhere this goes. Um, and yeah, thanks so much uh, for doing all the work you're doing and putting out this amazing uh, field of love and energy, Laura. Um, any parting words for our community and, uh, uh, and for those listening out there? Well, I just, I really loved having this conversation with you guys. I always feel so like whenever I'm speaking with like kindred spirits and people who are kind of lighthearted, it's just such a, it kind of really gives me life. You know, it, it feels really good. And to know that we're sharing this with others as well, and hopefully others benefit in some way, or maybe they don't feel so alone or they feel more hopeful. And so I just love being able to, to have these conversations and share um, and yeah, just sending lots of love to everyone who's watching and listening. And um, if you, you know, if you want to join my Telegram or mailing list and and receive, you know, further support or contact me, then you know you can do so. Yes, lovely. And, and you know, community is everything. And I think one of the coolest things we've seen in the last couple of years is these like micro communities that are sprouting up through different sh podcasts, different. Um, trainers and coaches and spiritual leaders and now those communities seem to be kind of like kind of popping in and out like we have a lot of people that oh i, I discovered you through andrew kaufman or I, through crow triple seven or through you know uh bear is um been crushing it late and he's actually going on a number of big shows you're going on um uh, with the Ike's contact, well, we've been working with the Ike's, and I think you're going to be doing something with with them uh, soon. And then also um, one of my favorite shows, Bear, um, with Greg. Um, uh, why am I blanking? Uh, thank you, higher side. I'll be on Iconex with the Ike's on Monday morning, and uh, okay. well, we just had a great conversation myself and Melissa Sell, who's another part of our tribe. Uh, mm -hmm. great lover to death and um, we were on uh, one radio network together so it's kind of a fun three-way conversation like we're having here and uh, Laura I really hope to uh, meet you uh, sometime in person and I'm, I'm trying to uh, make arrangements so I can get down to the next event you know I couldn't make it last year even though I tried because we're in the middle of a farm and we're kind of short-handed and you know, if I just leave for a day, things die. So, uh, you know, we have to kind of stay on it. So hopefully by July, we'll have uh, a little bit of relief so we can at least get down there for a couple of days, see y'all in person and uh, talk to the folks. And thanks so much for being with us today. It's, uh, you know, these conversations to me are very uplifting. So I feel like I'm ready to go back outside and do it with a happy face on. So thank yeah. you very much. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, and hopefully, Laura, um, you can come and visit the farm. I know um, uh, I've in, I put that invite out to Josh, and um, I know you guys, it's no secret, you guys uh, came out in the reunion summit. You guys are currently together, and, yep. and so, so um, having uh, I, 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 the warm welcome for you guys to come down this summer, stay in the guest house, um, hang out, we'll hit the river, uh and bell can play with my kids and we'll have a blast i'm telling you what when you come hang out with bear and i at the farm time disappears like in a way that's kind of scary like i'll go there and all of a sudden it's like seven hours have gone by and i'm like oh i that's gotta get low state <laughs> yeah i mean we just have a lot of fun a lot of yes, fun so, yeah. so for you guys you know when you 
We, we do have the guest house now here uh, on the farm. You just walk through some trees and you got just a beautiful little house. It's nice, light and bright. You've got a deck where you're looking down on the river and you just go down our little path. You know, we built a new stairway, you know, down to our private swimming hole. So it's like you have your own little state park all to yourself. So uh, yeah, you're welcome. Anytime. So uh, look forward to seeing you guys. We yeah, may just, put you to work. <laughs> I was just going to say that you may <laughs> just be advised and maybe a work uh, exchange, but no. And also what's great when I go there too, is there's no uh, service or anything. So uh, that is a, a, a very refreshing thing. You stop checking your phone, right? It doesn't work unless you tap into the Wi-Fi there on the satellite that bears using here, but also at the music and sky, um, that is a no, um, go zone in terms of there's no power and there's no, uh, service at all. And we did that on purpose. So, uh, for those coming, just be aware, you're not going to be able to Instagram. You're not going <laughs> to be able to like tap into your Facebook feed. Um, and uh, we're actually creating, we're actually, we'll have tokens there that you can pre-buy. So we're going old school to use for the vendors and food. Um, so if you wanted to pre-buy on your credit card, you'll, we have our own money you'll be using uh, and cash will be accepted. And, and we, on a side note, we were, there are other festivals happening this summer and we were looking at them and uh, like, oh, wow, other festivals are happening. But it's crazy. It's like they're, they're doing everything for you have to wear a mask. At an outdoor festival, you have to show proof of vaccine or a PCR test within 72 hours. You have to get your head thermometer checked at, at different times to check your temperature. And um, they have contact tracing where they're putting it in. So um, I'm just like, who would want to go? Like, this is the other thing I wanted to bring up in our talk today. What I saw really, which was interesting, and Ben is like, people want their comfort of the life so badly back the way it was from the debt-based system, which is, you know, what I talk about, why the reason why we've had this comfortable kind of thing is we've been stripping the, 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 the planet of its resources. We've been stripping the, um, other people's lives, right, in third world countries to, to experience this. And we've been living off debt forever. And it's all a fake reality to begin with. Going back to normal is not normal to begin with. But we're seeing it, these people in there, you know, and I'm not trying to be judgmental, but when I was in Bend, we were staying in a very like upscale area. And I was like, oh, I'll engage the debt-based system a little longer while it's still around and enjoy, you know, um, a, a little luxury. Um, but uh, these people want that life so badly. This is the trap. They want to be in their Mercedes SUVs and go to their Sunday uh, brunches, you know, in their best attire and be able to Instagram what their meal, their, you know, their uh their food is and 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 have that kind of cultural you know life that we've had for so long and especially in the west that they will mask themselves they will poison themselves they will degrade themselves to the point where it's like whoa what are you doing snap out of it so um that being said that's what like reunion summit's all about that's what we talk about it's like let's go for the new that's why agrarianism and the things we talk about is so important. It's like, no, we can do better. We don't need that anymore. That This is all happening for a reason. And it's a good thing because we need to snap out of it as a, as a collective. That what we were doing before was raping the planet, was, was, was destroying um, our consciousness in the way of who we are as divine creators. And there's a reason why this is all happening. So that's my little rant at the end guys <laughs> so thanks everybody um 
if you like this, please give it a thumbs up, give it a share, um, spread the word about AlphaCast. Please go find Laura on her Instagram uh, her, and join her Telegram. She's actually phenomenal. She's, she's very modest, but she's a phenomenal writer too. She did a lot of the copywriting for the summit. She's a very, very smart person and um, a treasure on this planet. Thank you for being with us, Laura. And thank you guys for being with us today. Get outside, get your feet in the soil, plant something, go for a walk. Even if you're in the heart of the, the city, hit the parks, get out in nature. She is our best guide. Appreciate you. Love you. Have a beautiful rest of your week. Bye-bye.